Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everyone, I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Hello and welcome back, Awesomes. You are listening to the show that is all about helping you be smart, strong, and social. We are in your earbuds every single week with all the awesome that you need to know. And you can also find us over on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show. And you can find us in our Sorta Awesome Hangout group on Facebook. This is episode 155 of Sorta Awesome. And speaking of our Instagram account, I wanted to let you all know that we are bringing something new to our awesome community who is not on Facebook. We've had the sort of awesome hangout group almost since the show began back in 2015 over on Facebook, but a lot has changed since 2015. And one of the things that has changed in the year since we started the hangout group there is that more and more people are leaving Facebook for a variety of reasons. And we miss connecting with you, especially when it comes to discussing your awesomes of the week. And so Starting last week and continuing on now, we are going to do a special feature for your Awesomes of the Week over on Instagram as well. So if you have not followed us on Instagram, again, you can find us at Sorta Awesome Show. And every single week, we will be asking you to share with us what is awesome in your life. So again, that's at Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show. Well, this is episode 155. And later today, I'm going to be talking to Tiffany King. Tiffany is an awesome who is the creator of the Eat at Home website, which is totally awesome for meal planning. She has a new cookbook coming out called Eat at Home Tonight. Tiffany has a really brilliant way to look at meal planning. I'm telling you guys, this is going to change up everything that you thought you knew about planning your meals for the week. And she also has some fantastic ideas and tips for what to do when you get stuck in a rut when it comes to breakfasts and lunches and all of the details about feeding our family. So that's coming up later in today's episode. But first, I have here with me today a very familiar voice to many of you, my longtime dear friend, the host of the Smartest Person in the Room podcast, Laura Tremaine. Hello, Laura. How are you? Hey, hi, hi, hi. I'm so glad to be back back behind the mic with you. I know. I know so many people are going to be so excited to hear this surprise guest for Awesome of the Week this week. I can't wait to hear what's your awesome, and we'll get to that in just a minute. But Laura, I mean, in the time since you've stepped away from Sort of Awesome, it's not like you stepped away to lying on the couch and eating bonbons or anything like that. You have been working so hard and have so many projects going on. So before we even get to our awesomes this week, I would love to hear an update. I mean, not that I need the update. (laughs) We've been doing a lot of this work together. But why don't you update everybody on what you've been doing the past few months? What have you been up to? I have not been eating bonbons. I wish that I had been eating bonbons because that would probably be easier (laughs) than what I have been doing. 
But I'm really happy with some of the things that I have been working on. We just wrapped up earlier this summer a seven-part series from the podcast that you produce and edit for me that I host called Smartest Person in the Room. We did a seven-part series on racial bias. Mm-hmm. My co-host yes. for that series was my very good friend, Yasmin Dunn, and she really walked me through a lot of the conversations that are happening in America right now, but we did it in a format because we are, you know, real life friends and we've been having some of these conversations offline, like in our book club and just in our relationship. We called this series Bias, a black and white conversation between friends because that's just what it was. I ask really stupid white people questions. She is gracious and patient by answering them. And I didn't come into making that series or we didn't, you and I both didn't come into it ignorant or expecting her to fully educate us. That was not the angle. Since, I would say probably since Ferguson, so several years ago, I've been like reading a lot, trying to educate myself, listening to podcasts, watching documentaries, all the things to really educate myself as a privileged white person in America. But there's still a lot of gaps in that knowledge, honestly. And I was having these really good conversations with Yasmin, and she's the one who pushed me to actually make them public. I was really resistant at first just because I felt nervous about having that kind of conversation publicly, but we did it. It's out there in the world. I would love for the awesomes to go listen to it. It's the latest series. If you search smartest person in the room in your podcast app, it's called Bias. Yeah. Yasmin, I think spent, I think she said probably like a year kind of asking you like, why don't we just record this? And why don't we put this out into the world? And you were pretty resistant to getting it going. And we actually even talk about that because that resistance is part of the whole like white fragility thing. Like I'm nervous, I'm going to do something wrong. White people being nervous about that is a problem in itself. Yeah. Because it keeps us from speaking out. It keeps us from progressing forward or really truly fighting for equality. So there was a lot of lessons. There was a lot of lessons learned personally. I was very humbled. But ultimately, I'm Super glad that we did the series. I'm glad that it lives out there. I want people to learn from my ignorance, and hopefully, everyone is a little bit smarter by the end of it. That's the hope. Yeah, definitely. And Yasmin is fantastic. I feel like having worked on those episodes and spending hours with the original conversations and the editing, I feel like I know Yasmin now. <laughs> she doesn't know me at all, but her approach is it's really unflinching, but it's also filled with a lot of compassion for people who are coming to the conversation for the first time. She's a fantastic person to sort of be a guide through this. And so it turned out fantastically. Like you said, that is the most recent series that you will find in the feed for Smartest Person in the Room. But there's also another brand new episode that people might want to check out too. Well, after we did all this talk about race, I had a lot of things that I wanted to talk about on Smartest Person in the Room about books that I have been reading. I read a lot. If you follow me on Instagram, you probably know that. And I'm always wanting to share the best stuff that I've read. And so about twice a year, we've been doing this on this show in the summer and then at the end of the year, the best stuff that we're reading. I've usually had a guest on those episodes, but for this time, I just wanted everyone to know the books. So it's just me. (laughs) I'm the smartest person in the room that day because I'm the only person. Yep. So... (laughs) (laughs) It's a quick show. It's under 30 minutes. And it's me just listing and giving a quick little reason why these books are my very favorites. I think it's going to add to everyone's to read list by the time they're Mm -hmm. done listening to that show. But also, you know what I've been doing besides podcasting? 
blogging. Yes, you have. You brought back a blog. (laughs) I'm so retro. We talked about this in the spring, but just as a reminder, it's still going. I'm not updating it as much as I want to, but I have big plans when my kids go back to school, especially. I have lots of stuff that I want to write there and share there, but there is some stuff. 10thingstotellyou.com. That's the name of my blog, 10 Things to Tell You. And you are sort of one of the inspirations for the name of that blog and kind of what I'm doing now because when I get together with my girlfriends, like you especially, I have a million things we need to talk about. Yep. Like I have like a literal list of like, a okay, literal list. Yes. like we need to cover this and that and what's going on here. And oh, I have to tell you this and all of that kind of thing. So 10 things to tell you is just all the stuff that I want to be sharing with my girlfriends that I want other people to be sharing with their girlfriends, like, you know, topics. And I think we get so in our little vacuum of like mm-hmm. kids and family and job and I have to do this and my to-do list and all of this that we forget to really like sit down and catch up with friends. Yes, it's a huge issue for sure. So I love that you're doing it. It's such a, I mean, first of all, who doesn't love a list? I love a list in any aspect of life. But absolutely, there are usually so many side issues going on in our lives that, like you said, it just gets lost in the shuffle. And I feel like 10 Things to Tell You is the perfect way to kind of update. Here's what you guys need to know. So it's good stuff. Just as a quick reminder, where can we find that as we are looking for that? 10thingstotellyou.com, the number 10, then spelled out thingstotellyou.com, has the blog posts and everything. But if you follow me on I'm most active on Instagram. I really love Instagram, Tremaine. I'm always linking there to mm-hmm. the blog posts or to the different topics that I'm talking about on podcasts, anything. So those are the two biggest channels for me. I also send out a monthly email, the secret posts. You can sign up for all of those. 10thingstotellyou.com, Tremaine at Instagram, lauratremaine.com. Like I'm all over the place, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of ways to find me. If you can't find me, you are being lazy. (laughs) And we will definitely put links into the show notes for this. So that even if you are lazy, all you have to do is go to the show notes and we've got it there for you. That's right. That was a lot of self-promotion. Thank you for letting me just (laughs) blather on about all of my stuff. I really like to hear about your stuff too, you know. I know. I know. And I'm so glad that you had time to come on the show today. The main reason that we are here is to talk about our awesomes of the week. As you all know, our awesome of the week is that moment in the show where we just take a minute to share with you all about the books, the TV, the music podcast, whatever it is in our lives that's making life a little bit more awesome this week. So Laura, I know you have some awesome going on besides all of the projects that you're working on, just like on a personal level. You even had like a list of awesomes that you could choose from to talk about this week. So what did you decide on? What are you sharing with us this week? Listen, not being on Sorta Awesome is, I like have a backup, a backlog of (laughs) awesomes of the week. And it was like, I was texting you last night, like, well, I could do this, or I could do that, or I could do this. Like, I I have so many things. (laughs) I have 10 things to tell you, actually. That's right. (laughs) What I went with, because I'm genuinely most excited about it right this second, and I think it's most relevant to the awesomes, is I bought and received my first big girl personal planner. All right. Now, what do you mean by big girl? You've been a long been a planner person. So tell me, what's the distinction here with Big Girl? Well, 
I've always been a paper planner person. I keep my schedule and events on my phone digitally. And I keep some to-do lists digitally, but I have to have, like, I have to look at my week at a glance, always, I mean, my whole life. And so to write stuff down, really seems in my brain. I like to have everything in one thing I can look at instead of different apps and different whatever. And for a long time, I mean, I think 10 or 12 years even, I used the Moleskin Planner, which was just the most basic, like, days of the week on one side and then just ruled journal on the other side. And that's all I needed. I needed to know what was happening that week, and I needed a space for my lists. And that was fine, honestly, over a decade. And then for a while, I had two podcasts going and a blog and like lots of things. So I needed a little bit more. So I went with your suggestion, your awesome of the week from several years ago, the Nomadic Planner. Yeah, it's a fantastic one. Which is a really good one. The layout on that one is great. It's about the same size, though, as a moleskin where you can just like throw it in your purse. Convenient. Absolutely. However, I actually need more space than that. Mm-hmm. So even though yes. I liked the way it was laid out, I couldn't get everything I wanted because I needed to have one planner for both personal and family life and work stuff. I can't have two different ones. I know some people have two different ones. I mean, people do it all kinds of ways. But anyway, the bottom line is I needed like a big master plan brain uh-huh. mama right. planner. Yes. Okay. I've actually needed this for a couple of years. And so every summer in July, I will completely fall down the internet rabbit hole because when you start to research planners. Oh, you need to block off like a weekend of your life to do the research. I stayed up so late multiple nights, like researching, reading reviews, clicking on all the sites. I mean, it is like a whole, there's a planner culture. Oh, there absolutely is. There is a whole world. But it gets overwhelming. Even though I've kind of needed this for a while, I always just end up being like, oh, I cannot make this decision. This is too much. Also, a side thing that also really got me every year was, for whatever reason, the big, intense mama planner culture is very cutesy. Oh, yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like, I know there are deviations from this, so I'm not campaigning with a completely broad stroke. But some of the more popular options are sort of like old scrapbooking styles. Yes. I think it's in a lot of ways very heavily influenced by scrapbooking sort of culture and aesthetic. Totally. A lot of bright colors and flowers. And I would always get like thrown off by that because I was like, I can't, this isn't what I want to look at every day, even Mm -hmm. though I like certain aspects of this or that or the other thing. Anyway, I finally got into a breaking point in my life and I was like, nope, I have to make this decision. So... I wrote a whole big blog post about this, so you can read all of my thought process. I'm just going to skip to the goods here because it's my true awesome of the week. I ultimately went with the Plum Paper Planner. Plum Paper Planner. It's kind of a mouthful. (laughs) It is. And if you were to see it, I'm going to hold it up for you. It is a handful. It's the biggest thing you've ever seen in your whole life. Holy Moses. That looks like an actual book. It's like a trapper keeper. (laughs) You are not wrong. It is really significant. It's like as big as a coffee table book. Like it's so big. It is. You do not have to get them this big. They have three sizes. This is their like enormous size. I mean, this looks like I'm some kind of a like CEO. I'm not. (laughs) Genuinely does. But I'm going to tell you why I chose it ultimately. Wait, I love the cover. You went with a palm. So I'm imagining, I'm assuming this is all super customizable. You went with a palm leaf cover print, yeah. is what I'm trying to say, which I love and is so cute and so in right now. So anyway, it turned out darling, but 
Yes. Sorry to interrupt you. It's sort of like a, the Troop Beverly Hills theme, which I love how I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't want cutesy. And then I went with palm leaves. What's happening? I mean, it's pink. <laughs> the thing is pink. Obviously, don't listen to a word I say about style. But what I liked about it is that you can customize every part. So if you want to like have one section on Monday that's for fitness, I don't have that PS, but if you wanted that, you could. <laughs> and then... And then one section, and you wanted to like label it podcast work, and then you wanted to label it like kid activities, whatever. Everybody's life is different. Like you can do that. It's fully customizable on the inside. Also, you can add sections. This was a key for me. You can add blog planning section. Like it has pages that helps you plan that blog posts. And then you can also add reflection section. It gives you a sort of template for monthly reflection, like what was good about this month? What could use work for next month? Whatever, that kind of thing. I love that sort of thing. You can choose all those. Those are add-ons. It was just really customizable, also huge. That mattered to me because I really did want big. I wanted a lot of space to keep all my lists there because I was juggling like four different notebooks and it was crazy. I mean, I just can't say enough about it. If you really want like the nitty gritty on my whole thought process, I did write it in the blog post at 10 Things to Tell You. But ultimately, if you are looking and you haven't heard of this, because it's not one of the, there's some really huge companies. It's not one of the huge companies, plumpaper.com. Okay. I haven't read the blog post yet. I am going to go read it. I have questions. The first question, and then we'll move on. The main one is you're saying that you can customize by the day. Like I only need this section on Mondays kind of thing. Or is it I didn't go that deep because I was thinking to myself, I actually want to see how this works. Let me open it and I'll tell you though. I mean, I don't know if you could do it by the day, but you can do it by the section. So if you wanted every evening to have your meal planning on it, and then you wanted every day to have a little section for your habit tracking, or you wanted every, I think you would have to do it for the whole week, but you can definitely customize each section. Or you can just leave it totally blank and which is, I ended up leaving a lot of the customizable sections blank because I wanted to just see how I used it. And then if I really liked it, then the next time I ordered, I would know this is how I need to use it. This is how I'm going to label my sections. But I didn't want to commit to that too much this time. But you can. That's what I really liked about it. I also liked the colors and the fonts inside are not cutesy. They're colored. They're color coordinated, but they're muted if you will. Gotcha. A little more chic, maybe. I mean, a little bit. There were other options out there that were like really stark and minimalist. And in some ways that kind of appeals to me, but then those stark and minimalist planners don't have anything else I want except for the right style. I'm like, this is a great style, but like you can't customize anything and you can't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, good. It's so exciting. So Plum Paper Planner, it's your awesome of the week. It's so interesting because this is the time of year when like I remember getting a new planner at the beginning of every school year. And there are planners that come out, of course, in the beginning of the year. But then there are some that make the big push at the beginning of the new school year. So, Well, that's why I always feel like a lot of people get them at the beginning of the year. But I feel like to me, it's in the summertime when I'm always like, oh, my gosh, I need to pull my life together. Yes, 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 yes. Totally. And so a lot of these planners start in August. And in my research, I found a lot of other really good options. I mean, there were a lot that I almost chose. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's yes. not like plum paper won by a landslide, even though I'm super pleased with it now. But if you want other options and just sort of see what I looked at, there are some really good things out there. And they're not all cutesy and they're not all huge. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there. I don't delve into, obviously, every company, but I list some good stuff. So if you are a little overwhelmed, I kind of condense it down if you really want to, like, go 
see the whole Perfect. thought process. Perfect. Well, speaking of, it's almost August. And in my life, August is birthday bonanza month. Mm. We have so many August birthdays. I'm guessing when people get a little romantic at the holidays, then August birthday boom <laughs> happens. So one of those very special birthdays in August is my husband, Kyle, and we've been married for 20 years, and he's still one of the most impossible people on the planet to shop for. So this year, I decided to do something really different for his birthday, and it actually, the way it turned out, it, we got it started this month. I got him a subscription service to get a new t-shirt every month. Oh, it's like a t-shirt of the month club. <laughs> Wait, I like that. It's been really great. We just started it. The company I found on Instagram, listen, you guys, Instagram marketing was made for me. There's something about scrolling through. I will just be like, you know, that's a fantastic idea. <laughs> well, it worked. I found this company on Instagram. It's called Woven, but it is spelled W-O-H-V-E-N. It's a men's t-shirt subscription, and you can do one of two plans. They either have plain t-shirts or graphic t-shirts. Well, you all know that Kyle was on the show back at the beginning of 2017 talking about how to dress well as a man. And my husband's job, because he's in the financial services industry, when he goes to meet with a client or goes to other meetings, like he has to wear usually a suit or at least dress slacks and a blazer. But he also works from home. So on days when he's not doing client appointments or big fancy downtown meetings, he's literally just in usually a graphic t-shirt and cargo shorts. He's also a typical man in that he will wear those t-shirts until they are literally threadbare and like sleeves are falling off. There's literal holes in them, Laura. Yeah, no, like... I know. Listen, I know. <laughs> so he loves a graphic t-shirt. He hates to shop for them. So he's like, that's why they're always falling apart. I have the ones I like. And then I just, I don't know if I can find any others that I like. So I'll be at like Target or Old Navy and like take a picture of their display of graphic t-shirts and be like, do you like any of these? And he'll be like, uh, I don't know. Oh my God. You know, so. Jeff has t-shirts where I'll look at it and I'll be like, does that say 1997? Like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we're not talking about like a cool concert tee. We're talking about like some whatever. Yeah, right. The worst. Yeah. Men are the worst about yes. that. So I saw this company. I found out on Instagram. I thought this is a really good idea. So for his birthday, I got him this subscription to Woven. And the way it's set up is you go in and you choose if you want to do the plain t-shirt plan or if you want to do graphic. They pick the design for you, which is fantastic. And you can look through on their website. You can look through past designs to sort of get an idea of what kind of graphic tees they have. They have really good information about choosing the sizing and all of that because it's always a little bit iffy, especially if you've never ordered from a brand before, but they're super helpful. Wait, give me an example of the graphics. Like, are they like funny or are they like, what are no, they? No, they're just kind of like visually interesting. Like, for example, the one that Kyle just got is sort of, okay, I'm really bad at describing things, but it's sort of in the shape of a, the graphic is in the shape of like a footprint, but then the print is like a surfing print, if that makes sense. Some of them will be like just like a circle and it'll have a bands of color, like maybe starting at red and then going to blue. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So interesting designs, but there's no words on them. So, you know. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. Just kind of like interesting to look at, but not so specific that you would get it and be like, well, because if it was a humor based one, you might be like, well, that's not funny or that's offensive or whatever. <laughs> So they're pretty simple designs, which is another thing that Kyle really likes and appreciates. So yeah, so their customer service is super helpful. 
if you need some help with sizing. The t-shirts themselves are so soft, which everybody wants that in a t-shirt. Even men are looking for that super soft t-shirt. And so yeah, it's $13 a month. It comes to your house. You don't even have to think about it. And then you, if you're the person you bought the subscription for, or the man in your life has a new t-shirt and they don't have to worry about going out and hunting down new ones of their own. Wait, that's so cheap, $13 a month. I know. It's ridiculous. It's so cheap. Is it for men only? Well, right now it is men only. Now, listen, they're cut for men. I don't see any reason why a woman couldn't do this. Just know that it's going to be sort of like maybe a little bit boxier cut. If you like a ladies fitted shirt, it's not going to be cut like that. But I don't see any reason. Oh, I do not like ladies fitted tees anyway. Oh, well, see, here you go. I don't. I mean, they look good on other people sometimes. But, you know, we've talked about how I don't like, like, clingy. I don't like like things that be, like, tight in on me. Right. Right. Well, you could check out Woven and get a new t-shirt every month. (laughs) Maybe I will. I just wanted to share this because even though it is not directly for me, it made a great gift. Kyle was super surprised. He was like, I didn't even know this was a company. I didn't even know this was a thing. And it will be actually great for me when... He's not wearing ratty old t-shirts around the house. (laughs) It's good for everyone. It's a gift for everyone. It's good for everyone. Yes. And believe it or not, a holiday gifting season is going to be coming up soon. So maybe make a note of this, that it might be good for someone in your life too. So that's Woven. And I will put a link in the show notes for that. In fact, I will be putting lots of links in the show notes to make sure we cover all that Laura has going on. You can find show notes on our website anytime at sortaawesomeshow.com. And every Friday, we do ask for you all to share with us your Awesomes of the Week over in our Sort of Awesome Hangout group. If you haven't joined us over there, we sure would love to have you at facebook.com slash groups slash Sort of Awesome Hangout. Laura, thank you for coming and hanging out with me to talk Awesomes of the Week. It has been so fun to have you back. I love being here. It just feels like totally natural. (laughs) Okay. Thank you, Awesomes. I can't wait to hear what is awesome in your life this week. Awesomes, I have been in the world of natural family living and natural family living products for over a decade now. I've been able to make the switch for myself and my family from conventional products to natural products in lots of areas, but the one thing I could never conquer is a natural deodorant. I've tried them all. I could never find one that worked consistently. That all changed when I met Kapari's coconut deodorant. Kapari has created an aluminum-free deodorant that actually works. Instead of plugging up your sweat glands, Kapari's deodorant takes care of any smell without messing up your body's natural patterns. But most importantly, you guys, it really does work. It fights odor with plant-based actives such as sage oil and coconut oil, and it outlasts your longest days. It has gotten so much love from editors at Cosmo and People and thousands of five-star reviews on Kapari's website that they can barely keep it in stock. The coconut deodorant is Kapari's number one selling product. Amazingly, it's great for your clothing too. It does not leave behind a sticky white residue, just the sweet, subtle scent of 
fresh coconut milk. It is free of silicones, sulfates, parabens, GMOs, and baking soda, so it's great for sensitive skin. My whole family's been using it. Just between you and me, the very first day that I tried this, it was a Sunday morning. We showed up at church and the air conditioners were out. I almost panicked knowing I was trying a natural deodorant for the first time, but Kapari's coconut deodorant held up beautifully. I had no reason to worry. And I'm here to tell you that Kapari even offers a money-back guarantee. There's no reason not to try it yourself. So, awesomes, say aloha to Kapari. Go to kapari.com awesome to make the safe switch today and see how you can save $5 off of your first order. That's kapari, K-O-P-A-R-I.com awesome. Kapari.com awesome. Seriously, you guys, this stuff is amazing. Thank you, Kapari. Okay, Awesomes, as I said at the top of the episode today, we are talking with Tiffany King. She is an absolute guru when it comes to everything that we need to know to plan out healthy meals that are going to make our families happy. This is such an interesting time of year. Here we are right at the beginning of almost August. So for my family and other families that have an earlier back to school start time, we're already thinking of getting back into those routines. But for some people, this is just the middle of summer break, and they may not even be thinking about getting into routines yet. But one thing that is constant, no matter what, is we have to feed ourselves, we have to feed our families. And so Tiffany, I am so glad that you have time to come to Sorta Awesome. Welcome to Sorta Awesome. We are so glad you are here. Oh, I'm really glad to be here. It's fun to be on the side of the microphone. Yeah. I'm usually listening and always will be a listener. <laughs> so fun. So fun. Well, I love that we have had a chance to really spotlight some of our awesomes over the summer and kind of tune into what you guys have going on. And speaking of that, Tiffany, I'm super familiar with your eat at home meal planning system. You are an awesome, you are in the Hangout group, and so you're familiar to us, basically, from the community already. But, you know, I don't really know how it came to be that you even started with Eat at Home, which is your meal planning website. How did you get into this? Do you have a background in cooking or home economics or just tell us the story of how you got here? Yeah, the only background I have in cooking is just feeding myself and my husband and kids. So it's all home cook. I got married when I was 20. So I feel like I've now been married forever. Uh-huh. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yes, same here. <laughs> I, yeah. I now have a lot of experience, but it's just the same kind of experience that everybody listening has just getting in your kitchen. But I started my blog in 2008 when the gas prices were high. And my kids, my oldest kids were getting involved in high school sports and dance and I was finding that we were in the car a lot more often, and I noticed a lot of people were eating out, and mm. that was expensive. Yes. So I began to kind of change up how I was doing dinner and figure out some ways that I could put some shortcuts and some hacks and just change the way I was doing things so that we could still eat without going out to eat. Yes. I relate to that so much, and it really was when my kids got older and got into activities that have start and end times all different times throughout the day, not to mention summer during the week, summer on the weekends. So it is so tempting. I cannot tell you how many times we have fallen into the sort of habit of just grabbing some drive through somewhere 
And it's kind of like once you start doing that, it's a really difficult habit to break out of. Is that something that you hear from the people you work with with meal planning? It is a difficult habit, partly just because it feels so convenient. And then partly I think those foods are kind of designed to keep you coming back. Yes, they are. Yes. And the kids will really like them and they keep asking. But I think most of us know that it's just better to eat at home. Pretty much anything you make at home is going to win on nutrition for versus eating out and definitely on cost. Oh my goodness. Yes, definitely, definitely on cost. Now that we have a family of six and now that our twins are five, I mean, they eat like full kids, you know, like for a while you can kind of fudge a little bit and just kind of share your food or maybe they just get a little order. But now even for our family, if our family are going to have even just like a takeout meal, it is at least 30, but sometimes $40 for one meal. It's crazy. (laughs) It is crazy. It really is crazy. A couple of times of that and motivation to eat at home goes way up. Yes. For sure. Definitely, definitely. And then like you mentioned, and this really is a huge factor, just the nutrition value compared to what you're getting from the drive-through compared to what you can make at home, especially if you have family members or for yourself that you're working with some special dietary needs. I mean, that really throws a real, that can throw people for a loop when you, maybe if you're used to, I'm just saying this is what we have experienced. We did used to rely on drive-through, I mean, more than we should have, but then we really noticed that our kids and Kyle are, have pretty strong gluten sensitivity. Nobody is fully celiac in our family, but it messes with the tummy systems around here. And so then it was like, well, we're spending all this money, but then everybody feels awful and sick after they eat our drive through meal. And so then it's like, well, now you kind of have to go back to eating at home. But at the same time, our schedule didn't change. Right. Yeah. And so that's where it kind of gets to where, okay, now let's, I got to think through this and how are we going to make adjustments to make sure that we can eat at home, but still, we still have this pretty busy schedule. And I wonder if that was a common theme that you were hearing as you started to think about putting your cookbook together. Absolutely. Yeah. So the site I've had for, I don't know, almost 10 years now. So I've been hearing from parents trying to cook for all that time. and the same struggles keep coming up for all of us. And they're the same struggles that I experience. It's just that schedule. It's hard to cook if you're in the car driving across town. Yeah, it is. It really (laughs) is. (laughs) It really is. But there are some strategies that you can take to make sure that you're still getting dinner, even with those scheduling issues. Right. And that's what I would love to talk about. Your cookbook. So your site is called Eat at Home, but the cookbook is Eat at Home Tonight which I think is so fun. And it has 101 recipes in it for busy families. You have incorporated all kinds of like, let's use the technology that's out there, like your slow cooker, like your Instant Pot, which I have not converted to yet, but I know everybody loves their Instant Pots. (laughs) But here's what I love so much, Tiffany, about the book that I feel like is such a great unique approach that will help lots of us who maybe feel like we're sometimes meal plan failures. Because that's what I sometimes feel like when it comes to meal planning. Like I understand fully in my mind, this is how meal planning works. And this is the system that you should use. And you go and you get your groceries for the week and you've got your meal plan and you dry erase board on your, you know, on your refrigerator. 
and I'll start off the week really strong. But then by like Thursday, I'm like behind. I've missed a meal or somebody ate all the ingredients <laughs> for a different <laughs> meal, which happens a lot <laughs> around here. It does. It's so then you're like, oh, I'm failing at meal planning. And so I love in your approach. Actually, you're like, you know what? Let's just be realistic. Let's be honest with ourselves. This is where meal planning breaks down. You have all of these categories like, I don't have time to do dishes tonight. Well, you have a whole section of meal plans and meal ideas and recipes for that. Or everyone's on a different schedule. Or frankly, my refrigerator is empty and I still have to cook for people tonight kind of meals. So let's talk a little bit about that. How did these categories come to mind for you? Well, they definitely came to mind just because that's what we all face. And that is the thing that can keep you from getting dinner on the table is if you do a meal plan, I think sometimes we get overly ambitious. Yes. (laughs) At the beginning of the week, whatever day you're sitting down with the internet and the recipes and going through and you think, oh, I'm going to eat so healthy this week and you buy all the produce and it all has to be chopped. Mm-hmm. or you come home from a long day and you're facing a frozen chicken. Yep. These are not good situations to Definitely. be in. Definitely. Definitely. We just need to be more realistic and I guess more compassionate and easier on ourselves that it doesn't have to be perfect to be dinner, but it right. can still be good. Yes. So yeah, that's definitely where these categories came from. I am curious of all of the categories because, and again, these are just like so real life. When I was just looking through the index in the beginning or the table of contents in the beginning, I was like, oh my gosh, has she been spying in our windows? (laughs) (laughs) Because all of these categories happen on a regular basis around here, including nights like we can't even sit down for a meal tonight. And I love to, at the end, I have a sweet tooth tonight chapter (laughs) to include some delicious desserts for our families. And I love too that you said that we get so ambitious at the beginning of the week. We may have Pinterest open and we're like, oh, I'll totally make this. And then, yeah, by Thursday night, you're just completely worn out from the week. And the last thing you would want to do is spend a lot of time in the kitchen and doing cleanup. So I'm just curious if any of these categories for your own family, if any of them are really Like, this is something that we struggle with. And then you created a category of meals around that. Probably the 15-minute meal category is the biggest one. Because honestly, there are days, a lot of days, (laughs) when I think, I don't want to go in the kitchen and cook. I just Mm -hmm. don't. Mm -hmm. And this is your job. (laughs) And this is my job. I mean, I can't tell you the number of days I walk in the kitchen and think, wouldn't it be great if somebody put together the whole meal plan and the recipes? talking about myself. Yes. Yeah. But I still feel that pressure of having to do it every day. But the 15 minute meals, you can pretty much make yourself do anything for 15 minutes. And once you get in there into the kitchen going, it doesn't take that long. And a lot of times, especially in that chapter, you can get your dinner done way faster than you could even go through a drive through. Oh, wow. I love that idea. That sounds very promising and very encouraging. It is encouraging because you think, oh, it'll be so fast to run through a drive-thru. But if you actually time it, it sometimes isn't as fast as you think it's going to be, especially if you're actually leaving home to go get the food. And I know that happens to all of us sometimes. It's just faster to go in your kitchen and, and get something together. Yeah. So that chapter is definitely one of my favorites. So I'm super curious, out of the 101 recipes that you put together, what are some of your own personal favorites, your favorite go-tos maybe for yourself or for your family? I know 
with that many, there has to be a few that you're just like, of all of these, this is the one I turn to a lot. Yes. So in the 15-minute meal chapter, I love the creamy chicken Florentine quesadillas. Mm, Yeah. Quesadillas are great for if your pantry is low or you're running on time. Either one of those things because you can make them with pretty much anything. So these are just a tortilla and you mix a little bit of garlic powder, maybe some salt and pepper into cream cheese and spread that on. And then um, use fresh spinach and some cherry tomatoes or whatever kind of tomatoes you may have. And chicken, for the 15-minute chapter, I love to keep chicken in the freezer cooked already. So then you just microwave it for about a minute. It's ready to add to whatever recipe you want. So add some of that, fold it over, make it into the quesadilla, and it's really easy. Oh, and artichoke hearts. Forgot about that. If you've got them on hand, those are so good in there. And if your kids won't eat the artichokes or the tomatoes or whatever, you can customize it, which is great. I love that idea. I myself have used quesadillas in many formats. Like I have put all kinds of things in between two tortillas and called it a quesadilla and called it good. (laughs) Yes. That sounds really fantastic. And definitely that is something. I mean, just having kind of some classics that you can go back to that you know will come together fast and are really flexible. Like you can switch out this kind of cheese for that kind of cheese and this protein for that protein, depending on what you have on hand. Those are fantastic recipes to really build into a regular rotation, I think. Yeah, I am a big, big fan of substituting for what you've got on hand and what your family likes. Yes. It's your dinner. It's not my dinner at that point. It's yours. So you need to make it the way you want to and the way you can. Right. Without running to the grocery store, hopefully. Yes, definitely. Nobody wants to do that sort of like 430 grocery trip. (laughs) No, nobody does. Oh, I love it. Well, the cookbook itself is filled with beautiful pictures with tons of great, not only recipes, which all of the recipes look amazing, but also your tips on everything from like how to freeze chicken to have on hand so that you can get an even faster start on whatever you're making. I mean, it's filled with all kinds of dinner prep and recipe ideas. I do want to ask you while I have you here, because in our community, We do often talk about kind of like, what's for dinner? What are you guys eating right now? What is your family into? We talk about that a lot, but we definitely have questions from our community members in the awesome community about like, oh my gosh, what do I even make for breakfast? I cannot stand having cereal or oatmeal one more time. Or another big one is, what do you guys eat for lunch? No matter whether you're taking a lunch to work, to an office place with you, Or even if you're home with little ones and they just kind of eat mac and cheese and it's like, what do I feed myself as a grown-up human for lunch? So while we have you here, I have to ask if you have any sort of unique approaches or unique ideas for breakfasts and lunches. Well, I have to say for breakfast, I personally am a very boring breakfast eater. I eat the same thing like for six months or a year and then I'll switch it and eat that thing for six months or a year. That's so great. Yeah, it doesn't bother me at all to do that, but I know that lots of people don't like to do that. We have breakfast plans as part of eat-at-home meal plans, and the way we put those together is we give people a meat of the week and a fruit of the week, so that's something that you could try on your own just to keep that, especially if you have boys who are in what I call the age of meat, which is, I don't know, starts like at 10, and I don't think it ever ends. Basically, yes. (laughs) 
then they know that there's a meet for them to go to or that you have if you've got younger kids to give them. And then a fruit of the week, one that you're just going to focus on, you, you know you've got that handy. And then rotate out egg dishes, baked goods like muffins, pancakes, waffles, yogurt and smoothies, and oats. If you kind of just rotate those types of things, right? that works really well. Yeah. My current breakfast is overnight chocolate oats. Mm. And I've been adding a little bit of protein powder yeah. to that just to kind of up my own protein. But yeah, I've been eating that for, I don't know, probably six or nine months now. So... <laughs> Well, kind of boring. <laughs> it actually sounds like if you're going to stick with one breakfast consistently, I don't think there's anything wrong with overnight chocolate oats. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> They're very good. <laughs> I bet. I bet. That's so good. And I love that idea of doing like a meat and a fruit of the week because I think this is so true when it comes to all of prepping and planning meals. Sometimes you just need that to have a few decisions already made for you. Yes. So if you know, like, this is our, like, bacon week, and I'm going to stock up on bacon, and I'm going to make sure we have plenty of, like, strawberries or whatever berries are in season. We're going to have berries and bacon this week. That's, like, one whole thing, one big decision that's eliminated from your, like, daily thought processes. It is. And I think that's probably one of the reasons I eat the same thing every day is because I don't have to think about what that is. And Definitely. I know I'm going to get variety later on in the day. Yes. But with any, I don't care what category it is. If I can take my decision making out of it, then I'm like way better off. <laughs> that's why meal planning works so well. Yes. Is because we're taking the decision out of it. And I think one of the reasons we get in trouble is when we look at whatever we've got slotted in to make, sometimes we think, I'm not in the mood for that. Yeah. But really, if we just don't think, just don't even give yourself the decision to opt out. Because by the time you have it finished and on the table in front of you, you're not going to be saying you're not in the mood for it. You're going to be happy it's sitting there. That's so true. That really is true. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to go ahead and do the thing. And then, yeah, you sit down to eat and you're like, oh, well, this was fine after all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Awesomes, it is summertime and temperatures are soaring here in Oklahoma. And so, you know, the last thing I want to do is be stuck in the kitchen cooking, but I still want my family to have healthy food. That's why I'm so thankful for Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest is a subscription service that makes healthy eating easy and requires basically no effort. Daily Harvest delivers perfectly portioned cups of frozen, delicious organic fruits and vegetables right to your front door. It all stays fresh in the freezer until you're ready to eat and it takes just one step to prepare. All you have to do is add water or your favorite milk to the cup. You blend them, heat them, or soak them and it's that easy. It's the perfect thing to have on hand for days when it's just too hot outside to cook. In fact, Daily Harvest's smoothies are an easy way to guarantee a healthy breakfast or snack and cool you down when it is hot outside. And even better, they're made to be taken to go. So to check out Daily Harvest for yourself, go to daily-harvest.com and enter promo code AWESOME to get three cups free in your first box. That's promo code AWESOME for three free Daily Harvest cups at daily-harvest.com. That's daily-harvest.com. Thank you, Daily Harvest. 
That's right. Anything to take a decision out of the mix and we're way ahead of the game. For sure. For sure. So now I'm super curious. Do you tend to eat the same lunches? And the reason I ask is when I was teaching a million years ago, I took the exact same lunch every single day. I took a turkey on whole grain bread sandwich, a thing of yogurt and a piece of fruit. I never deviated from it. And my coworkers would be like, that's a little funny, but okay, I guess it works for you. (laughs) But so I'm curious if you have the same approach with lunches or if you mix things up with lunches. I have done that with lunches, but since I'm home and working from home, I tend to eat leftovers sometimes. Yeah. Most often if we have good leftovers, that's what I'll eat. Sometimes I'll make salad or have hummus and veggies, cheese, crackers, boiled eggs, fruit. All of those are really simple. I hate to say it, but my go-to lunch, like if I haven't thought of anything else and I'm just really hungry or I need a little comfort, it's just a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. (laughs) It's like I'm five. I just cannot give them up. (laughs) They are super comforting, honestly. They are so good. (laughs) One thing that I've been doing, I've kind of taken a similar approach that you just talked about with breakfast. I've started doing for lunches, especially during the school year, because I get up and like make my kids their whole lunches. And so theirs is all taken care of during the school year. But I've been doing like, I'll get either a big package of maybe chicken thighs or a big pork loin. And I will cook the whole thing, like cook it all on Monday. Because for some reason, Mondays are, I know Mondays get a bad rap, I feel like, but Mondays are very energizing to me. Like I feel like I can take on the world on Monday. (laughs) So I'll batch, sort of batch cook a big piece of meat in some way. And then I will just eat on that throughout the week. So I especially love to do pork loin that way. It keeps pretty well in the fridge after you've cooked it. So I'll just slice off some pieces of the pork loin that I've cooked. And then I'll do some kind of maybe like a spinach salad or a lot of times we have leftover vegetables from the night before and I'll heat those up. And then again, it's like no choices to be made. We rarely have leftovers. Again, six people in our family, four growing kids. We rarely have leftovers of our main entree, but veggies we usually have leftovers of. Go figure. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a super simple way. And I also feel like kind of like, oh, I'm eating like a grown up <laughs> when I do that. So that one has been very helpful. But I think it does go back to what can we do to eliminate having to make more decisions during the day? All of us, whether we have children or not, or whatever our life situation is, we're all having to make choices all day. So I think that's such a good approach. Yes. I think it would also work to just decide this is my meal of the week and go ahead and eat that yeah. every day yeah. for lunch that week. Yeah. And switch it up the next week if you want to. I love that. I do want to ask you one more thing before we go. And again, I just want to kind of pick your brain because you do have years of not only cooking for your own family, but helping families as they are planning meals and just being really in that groove, what would you say? Because this is my thing. My husband and I go back and forth over this. He thinks that there are definitely like everybody should have these staples on hand all the time. And so he'll pick them up. Like when he does the grocery shopping, he'll just kind of like randomly throw like, I bet we're probably running low on paprika and he'll like get that or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) We do actually use a lot of that, but I never think to do that while I'm out. And so we kind of try to figure out and then we'll have like six jars of paprika or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But 
talking about staples, we think about sort of like our pantry staples, but what are some things that you think for people who are really dedicated to eating at home, they want to feed their families healthy, delicious meals. What are some of the top things that we can all keep on hand so that when we do have those nights where it's like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what I'm going to do to feed everybody tonight that we know we can reach for? Yeah, I think I'll just say you sent me this question in email and you said things that might be surprising to other people. Yes. I don't know that these are surprising. They're certainly not exciting. Okay. (laughs) No, yes, I understand. (laughs) Definitely staples are not the exciting part of grocery shopping. (laughs) Right. But I think that's part of the genius of them because they're so common because they're so versatile. Yes. Yeah. That's the thing that you need to have in your kitchen. Things you can do lots with. Right. So for me, that's canned tomato products like sauces. I love to keep crushed tomatoes on hand. I don't even buy jarred spaghetti sauce anymore because it's so easy to get a sauce together in about 10 minutes with a can of crushed tomatoes. Oh yeah. So yeah. And it's great. And diced tomatoes, of course, and canned beans like black beans, kidney beans, chickpeas, things like that are handy. Chicken broth, beef broth, so that you can make some soups. Yes. I like to keep frozen vegetables. We try to eat some fresh vegetables too. But some days it's just not going to happen or we've run out of all the vegetables or whatever. And the frozen are great. And I'll say this, if you've got frozen, especially green beans, I've done this with, you can put those on the sheet pan still frozen. Yes. And they roast just like fresh or close enough. Definitely. (laughs) I like to get the big bags of frozen green beans from Sam's and I will just pull those straight out of the freezer. And I like to heat up like a stick of butter in a cast iron skillet. And I throw those in completely frozen and they will cook in the skillet. Now they go through a process where they're, you know, sort of defrosting as they're cooking, (laughs) but I just keep cooking them, cooking them and cooking them until they get really nice and crispy. And the butter has really kind of soaked in and give them a good, generous salt and pepper. It is so fast. Those green beans always disappear. We never have leftovers of those because everybody loves those butter skillet cooked green beans. And like you said, you can pull them straight from the freezer and just dump them in and they are good to go. So they are. Those are fantastic to keep on hand. Yeah, they really are. And I think you can do that with other vegetables as well. Like I'll line a pan with parchment paper and put frozen chicken tenders, still frozen, sprinkle some seasoning on there put the green beans on the other end and stick it in the oven is so easy and so good. And you don't have to thaw anything. I'm not sure what it is about thawing, but none of us like to do it. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. I have right now in our freezer, a beautiful pot roast that is just waiting for the day to come when I will finally thaw that monster out (laughs) a little bit. And cook it up. Of course, during the summer, I need to run the oven that much. But it's true. Like you have the best intentions as you are putting it into the freezer. And then it can just be so tricky to actually get it out and get it going. So such a commitment. Yes, it is such a commitment. It truly is. So anything that you can go straight from the freezer to the oven is always such a blessing for sure. For sure. Well, Tiffany, we are also excited for this cookbook to come out. Tell us a little bit about when it is coming out, where we can find out more details on it. Are we doing pre-orders on Amazon? All of my friends who are authors, it's all about the pre-order these days. So (laughs) tell us about the actual cookbook, Eat at Home Tonight. Yes. 
So yeah, it comes out on August 7th and it is available for pre-order at Amazon and Barnes and Noble and wherever books are sold. And then it will be in some brick and mortar stores as well on August 7th. Oh, fun. Yeah. So yeah. That is so great. And then we are also doing an eat at home challenge that will start August 8th. So if somebody wants encouragement for eating at home, that might be a good time to join in with a big group of us. And you can find out more about that on my website, I think, eatathomecooks.com or eatathometonight.com, either of those. Perfect. Well, I'm so glad that we get to have you on so that we have time to go over to Amazon or to Barnes and Noble and and get a pre-order in and get started with that challenge. And we will definitely remind our awesome community when the book comes out to go get started on that challenge, because it really is such a great time of year to kind of be getting back into the swing of things and starting with cooking for your family. So this is great, Tiffany. We're so proud of you. Congratulations on the launch of this cookbook. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me here too. It's fun. Yeah. Tell us where we can find you for follow-up questions. Like I said, you are in our Hangout community. Where else can we find you on social media for further talk about meal plans and all of this fun stuff? Yeah. I'm mostly on Facebook at, uh, I think, facebook.com slash eatathomecooks. And I'm also on Instagram. I think it's eat at home. I should know that, right? I don't know. (laughs) Well, we will make sure to put the links into show notes for this episode so everybody knows exactly where they can go and find you. Great. All right. You all know you can find me on social media at Sorta Awesome Meg. The show is over on Twitter at Sorta Awesome Pod if you'd like to follow us over there. You can find us on Facebook in our Sorta Awesome Hangout group or find us anytime at facebook.com slash Sorta Awesome. Thanks so much for listening. Tiffany, thank you for coming to Sorta Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You bet. So fun. And we'll see y'all next time. Sorta Awesome was created and is hosted by me, Meg Teets. Sarah Robertson is our assistant producer and production collaboration comes from Kelly Gordon and Rebecca Hoffer. Kelly Gordon is our digital media producer and we are so thankful for the ongoing support from our listener supporters. Music is provided by the band Prager. You can find more of Prager's music at pragermusic.com. To find show notes on this and every episode of Sorta Awesome, and also to spread the Sorta Awesome love to all of your friends, you can head on over to sortaawesomeshow.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.